Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. We've certainly been going through uncertain times, and for a lot of families, that has meant food insecurity. And of course, that's where agencies like Shepherd's Heart Food Pantry come into play. And uh, Shepherd's Heart has been an important part of this community, another very important part of this community, Bird Culture Ford. And you wonder, what's the correlation between the two of these uh, businesses, these organizations? And uh, let me tell you, I'm welcoming Claire McDonald, who's vice president of Bird Culture Ford, and Bob Gager, who's executive director of Shepherd's Heart Food Pantry. And it's great to have you here today to talk about a wonderful collaboration that the two of you have come up with to help the work of Shepherd's Heart. Yes. And I, I give Claire a whole lot of credit for this because I'm not that smart, but she came up with an idea as we were talking about fundraising. I said, we've got this beautiful Mustang convertible. And I went out to see it and I said, yep, that's it. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And so we're raffling it off. And when we started the raffle, we started it in April. That was during the heat of the, the, COVID situation. Right, everybody was shut down. We didn't know how long we would be shut down and how difficult it would be to make any sales and things like that. And we've got the drawing date set up for October, early in October. And but we've we've been moving sales along. We've 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 done well. Um, Claire's done a great deal with this. She came up with an idea. Was that for May, the month of May? She said, uh, "We'll sell." They will uh, match $10,000 in purchases. We did that in May. So oh, that was amazing. That, yeah, that's a good incentive. Claire, tell me um, a little bit about yourself and what kind of drew you to the work of Shepherd's Heart. I mean, you're, you're a businesswoman, obviously, and, uh, you know, have a passion for car sales and, and the family business. But um, there are a lot of different agencies you could help out with. So why Shepherd's Heart? Uh, well, I was actually on maternity leave when Bob first approached the dealership. So he got things kicked off with our general manager, Mark Stewart. And uh, Mark just has the same passion uh, that I have for helping folks that need help. So there's not a whole lot more to it than that. Uh, when folks come to us and say, we need help, uh, we try to see what we can do. And uh, Mar I know Mark was, uh, when I got back, he said, oh, I don't know what you're going to think about this, but I really think it's going to work because we think Bob's got the right passion for, uh, you know, getting this out there, promoting it, and we think we could be a good partner. So I said, if you think it's going to work, let's try it. And uh, we did a raffle last year, uh, which was our first one, and we learned a lot. And then this year we kind of took that and made it better. And uh, we were looking forward to launching that this summer. And then when COVID hit, 
and we heard that Bob's, uh, you know, the folks he takes care of needed even more help. We thought, well, why don't we just launch this early? Let's see. Uh, maybe some folks uh, have a little extra and they want to help and they don't know how to help right now. Uh, so let's try to make it easy for them and fun. And so we launched it early. We uh, always love matches. I think they're just really a cool way to, to double a donation. And that, that motivates a lot of people, too. So we kind of threw $10,000 out there as a, a fun number that, uh, in, you know, in early April, when we were talking about that and things were really pretty, uh, you know, I think none of us knew what was happening or the lockdowns were due. We didn't have any idea if we would get close to that. But we did hit that in May and we were thrilled to be able to match that. And uh, uh, also a kind of a neat milestone when we matched that we will for sure give the car away. Uh, before it had been, if we don't sell a certain amount, uh, the, the cash will be split with the winner. Mm-hmm. But because we hit that and because of the donation, we know for sure we'll get to give it away to somebody in Waco uh, or somebody that buys that ticket. And uh, you know, that's going to be a really fun day. Well, let's talk a little bit about this vehicle. This is a, a 50th anniversary edition. Yep. Yeah, that's right. It, so this it, is the Mustang. Yep. It's a beautiful car. Uh, it's got lots of neat little throwback details, everything from uh, the Y-shaped uh, wheels that kind of match the original, um, to lots of neat little things, logos, embroidery on the seats. It's a couple years old, but it is just a beautiful car that's fun. And that's really, you know, when we were talking about what kind of car do we want to raffle off this year, we went with this one purely because, I mean, I just drove it over here and <laughs> I've driven a lot of Mustangs and it's fun every time, uh, you know, the stereo system and the, the just having the sun shining on you, it really is just a neat experience. And, we know people are going to be interested and enjoy that. And also, we're going to have Bob's board members out in the community this summer and, and this fall. And we wanted them to get excited about it and give them a fun car to drive, too. So that'll be a neat treat for them to get out there. And we know when you get behind the wheel of this thing, it's just so joyful that when you go to sell these tickets, it's really easy to explain to people why they should do it. First, to help Shepherd's Heart, but also because there's a lot of potential fun on the other end of that $25 ticket. Well, it's easy to spot, too. It has big white letters as win me. Yeah, and it's an orange. We had fun decorating it for sure. Yes, an, it, an orange Mustang. Yeah, we convertible. Wanted, it's a convertible. And we wanted when people saw it for them to ask the driver, yeah. "What? What is this about? Win me!" And so that we could have that conversation about Shepherd's Heart and the important work they're doing here, and then also try to get them to buy a raffle ticket to support what they're doing financially. Yeah, um, going back though, as a child, you what an idyllic <laughs> upbringing you had to, to grow up basically in a car dealership. And I've, I've gotten to drive a lot of fun. <laughs> you've Mustangs, gotten to so drive a lot but of. It, it never gets old. Oh, I'm I'm sure that's true. I'm sure that's true. Um, Bob, not so much your childhood. I mean, you know firsthand what it is to be hungry. I do. Um, I didn't know you were going to ask me that question, but yeah, I was born and raised in Chicago. Uh, I grew up in poverty. Um, I know what that's like from the inside out. Um, and I, when I was growing up, I had this something on the inside of me that said, when I grow up, I'm going to become this. I'm going to become this. I used to read a lot of books and I read about people that were famous people that overcame circumstances. And I said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, and I didn't know really that what I was going to do, but I was the first one in my family to graduate high school, graduate college, and become successful in business. Uh, before I came to Waco, I spent 25 years as a business turnaround specialist. And that was during a time when we only had mainframe computers. We didn't have personal computers. And one of the last companies that I uh, turned around was a, an electronics company out in California. And the guys that invented the Mac were just a mile and a half down the road from us. So we had one of the first we had one of the first two Macs. Really? Yeah, that we, we got from them. And so that was interesting. Um, after after I did that, I, I took that company from 12 and a half million 
to a hundred million in just under four years. My goodness. I just taught them how to manufacture. And that's really not a hard thing for me to do. I just know how to do that. So after that, I said, I just don't want the politics of the bigger companies. And so I went off and uh, had my own um, company. I was dealing with smaller companies, made it easier for me. I could do what I wanted to. I got involved with a company here in Waco, a fellow that Paul Meyer, everybody in Waco knows Paul Mm -hmm. Meyer. He had a business called Success Motivation Institute. Well, as I was growing through the years, Paul Meyer, Zig Ziglar, and a bunch of people like that, I knew them because I, I, I went to their events, I read their books, I listened to their tapes, and all kinds of different things. Yeah, Leadership um, Motivation Institute, also part of that LMI. Yes, yeah. and I, I was using their materials as well. Yeah, I recorded some of those. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> as a matter of fact, small well, world. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing well with that stuff, working with smaller businesses and individuals out in California. And I was having fun with it because I just really wanted to help people. And um, they called me one day and invited me, asked me what I was doing, just explained to them because I didn't know I was doing that well I compared to other um, franchises, okay? Uh, but they invited me to their home office. I fell in love with Waco when I stepped off the plane. I just... How long ago was that? That uh, was in 1983. Oh, Okay. I came here in January of 1983, and I moved here in June of 1983. Mm-hmm. I was that quick. It just, I just loved Waco. I was so tired of being in the big city uh, environment. I grew up in the big city, and I was always in a big city environment. I said, this is great. I love this. But I, the greater thing about that is that that was God's plan for me. I didn't realize it at the time, but that was God's plan for me. And so when I got here, um, I, I became a Christian when I got here. Oh, so you weren't before? No, I I didn't go to church. I wasn't raised Mm -hmm. in church or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, But I started going to church. I became a born-again Christian, and uh, my whole life changed. My whole life changed. And one of the things that uh, I did that was a kind of a precursor to Shepherd's Heart is I got involved with a Bible study group that was down by Baylor, and it was kind of a non-denominational group. So it was all kind of different people. Mm -hmm. And they had this idea Let's feed some hungry families at Thanksgiving time. And so I said, yeah, that's cool. And so we started collecting food. We had enough food for 30 families by November. And so they elected me and another fella to deliver the food. And so it's like, because we had the biggest vehicles (laughs) is why they did that. But nevertheless, we went out and we, we were delivering that food. We decided to do it in a way that wasn't about us. We, we went after dusk, and then we started just driving around, just let God lead us which houses to go to. Really? And we, we'd knock on a door, and we'd say, and people would say, who is it? We'd say, Bob and Mike. And they'd say, what do you want? And, you know, then the, we'd say, well, the Lord sent us. And so then they'd open the door, and they'd see all the groceries in our hands. We, I mean, we were, had a lot of food for them, each family. And... People, a lot of them were women with children, mm-hmm. and they start crying because they say, I haven't got any food in this house. I've been praying for help. God has answered. And so we got so many of those kind of things. We drove all over the city. We were out in the country. We did a, a lot of driving. We went back and told our group what we experienced and just blew them away. They said, let's do this again next month. And so we did that for a few years. And after a few years, uh, the group just kind of grew and went away and that sort of thing happens. Mm-hmm. wasn't anything wrong. It's just that we, that's not what happened. And so I, I was going to a church at that time. And so my pastor asked me to start a pantry at the church. 
so that's how I got into this business. I, I did not know that God meant for me to be doing this later on. Uh, funny thing is, is that I planned to do something different when I retired. Okay. And I'd been training my body. I didn't have one of these things in my <laughs> belly. Uh, I've been training my body to do mountain climbing. Oh. And so that's what I wanted to do when I retired. I wanted to work my way up to Mount McKinley and I didn't care about the other uh, Mount Everest or anything like that, but I wanted to just. McKinley climb. was the one. McKinley was the one. And when it got time for me to retire, then uh, the church um, closed down the pantry because they moved into a smaller building. They didn't have place for it. And pretty soon everybody started meeting at my house. Bob, what are we going to do about this? Well, why are we meeting at my house? It's one of these things I'm thinking, you know, why here? Why, why me? And so I just, I, I didn't realize God was giving me ideas about what to do with this. And I just started sharing it with them and I said, okay, let's do this. And they said, you need to do this. And so thinking, okay, I'll, I'll get it started, but I got, a, I got plans. And so I thought I was just starting it for somebody else. Well, that was 11 years ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, God made it clear to me after maybe a couple of years that what I went through in my early years was preparation for what we're doing now. And what we're doing now is not just about handing out food. It's about treating people the right way. Mm -hmm. it's, it's about finding people that are down on their luck. They're, they're having a difficult life maybe because they've been up in, they've grown up in generational poverty. And what we're trying to do is not just give them food, but be a hand up rather than a hand out. We've, we've created an empowerment center so we can train people um, to get them out of poverty. There's a lot of people that come to our pantry 45% of our clients have jobs. They really? just don't pay enough. They're just, yeah, hungry at the end yeah. of the month. 43% of our clients are seniors. And we've got over 700 seniors that we deliver groceries to. Not meals, mm -hmm. but groceries. And we do that twice a month. So we've already got a pretty big base that we're dealing with. What, well, are, what are the numbers? Do you, like last year? Yeah, I've How got many? some numbers from last year. I can tell you that in, in typical months, April of last year, we serve 2,321 families. That's wow. about five to 600 families a week, okay? We got comfortable with that. This year, it was a 47% increase. We had 3,422 families. Now, interesting, that was five Thursday month, okay? Right. Now, in May, it was a four Thursday month. We went from last May, it was 2,541 families to 3,514. Yeah. That's a 38% increase. And that's in four Thursdays, okay? Mm -hmm. So I don't know where we're going. The, the last couple of weeks, uh, we've done 850 last week, 790 the week before that. And I thought those would be less than that. But uh, based on what we're doing from today, what I saw today, I think we've got another 800 uh, family week going on. And we're fortunate because we've got, we've been at it for a while. We've uh, created a lot of uh, connections to get food. Uh, and so we've got plenty of food for people. We're, we're not running out of food. It's not skimpy. What we're doing, uh, they get a lot of food. We're averaging about 60 to 65 pounds of food per family. Yeah, that far cry from those 30, 30 families yeah. that you started out with uh, at, at Thanksgiving that year so long ago. Um, you, you talk about mountain climbing and, you know, some some things that you had, you know, on that uh, bucket list, you know, for retirement. Uh, Claire, you're something of an adventurer yourself. You've, you had, you've had some interesting. Uh, oh, I've toned down now that I've had kids. <laughs> That's 
funny how childbirth will do yes, that. Uh, McKinley's no longer on my list either. But uh, <laughs> God's got plans for. Uh, but you've you've had some some wonderful adventures. I, yeah, very blessed. You know, it's it's funny. A minute ago, when you asked me about the Mustang, and I made a joke about getting to drive them, and then um, you know, you flipped to Bob, who who has overcome a lot, and uh, I am very blessed that I've had a privileged upbringing, and uh, I'm very blessed to get to run a business, and uh, with all the the civil rights issues that we're talking about right now, and as we all should be talking about them. It's, you know, it's made me reflect a lot on my uh, privileged uh, upbringing and, and what I should be doing with those things to help others to make things as fair and, and as they should be. And so, you know, it's uh, we can talk about the Mustang and how fun it is, and it truly is. But also, it, it's you know, the more time I spend with Bob, the more I hear about uh, just so many people here that need things. And I, I truly believe that if some of those basic needs can be met, if it's food, if it's housing, uh, you know, I used to work with Habitat. And once those basic needs can be met, then some of those, uh, you know, opportunities can start to happen. And you know, what can what can those of us do to help? And it, like I said, it, it's really been neat to reflect on that with everything that's happening between COVID, between the, the raffle, between the civil rights issues, and just the time I've gotten to spend around Bob and his team. It's really cool to um, think about that and try to figure out what my role is. What does God want from me? through this, uh, through my life, through this process, and, and through my time. Well, and, and it is a huge thing, what uh, Bert Culgin Ford is doing and in uh, helping with this raffle to uh, raffle off a beautiful 50th anniversary Mustang. And, uh, you know, we've talked about tickets and so forth. We haven't really talked about some of the nuts and bolts of, of how to how to go about doing this. What is the cost of a ticket? Yeah, tickets are just $25. What? Yep, so it's a, a low entry point. It's, it's fun. Um, we're going to do the drawing in October in person at the dealership. So if anybody wants to come to the drawing, uh, I think some of the interesting feedback I've gotten is people don't believe that there really is a car that we really are giving away. So uh, we'd like to invite anybody to come to the dealership. I'd literally sit five feet away from it all day, every day. It's parked <laughs> up there. That is the one that we will be giving away. Uh, the tickets can be bought online. I'll get the uh, the website pulled up Well, here. I, I guess I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that they're only $25 because so often in, in car raffle deals, it's $100 that's you know, right entry deal and so is there a limit on the number of tickets you can buy there's no. not a limit there's some cool packages too where if you buy more you get some bonus tickets yeah. really i think that was one of the lessons we did a hundred dollars last year and we've had some people say we'd like to participate but that's a little out of right. our spend range so we thought this was a better fit and so far uh, we think that's right and then like so those bonus tickets if you buy you know, a few more uh, seem to be really fun for everybody too you can get one for 25 dollars or you can get five for a hundred Okay, there you go. And it keeps going up, escalating after that, where you mm -hmm. get bonus tickets. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you do you have like a an overall goal of what you want to raise through this? Oh no, I don't think that we can raise too a, much. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you you don't, you're not going to put a number on nope. that. We really thought that around forty thousand to fifty thousand that was our goal at the beginning, and it still is. Mm -hmm. It really is. But we want to push past that if we if it's possible, just because of the circumstances that we're in. Um, we have food, but it costs money to operate what, our pantry and do what we do. 
Now let's so talk, we need to cover that. Talk a little bit about the pantry, where you're located. You are kind of in North Waco. Yes. And been there quite a while now, huh? Yeah, 11 years. We're at 1401 North 34th Street. And we've really outgrown that facility. Have we you? outgrown it a few years ago, but right now with what we're doing, it's really Yeah, difficult. I think that building used to be, what, an appliance dealership maybe or something? Austin Claus. Austin Claus, yeah, that's that's the building that's there. Um, if, if you were to be able to move to a bigger place, you know, would you wouldn't leave necessarily that part of town, would you? No, I want to stay in North Waco, but right. it's been a challenge finding something that's suitable for what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're looking... Uh, we're renting right now, but we move from there. We're going to buy a building. That's our goal, to be able – that's the point to this raffle, to get the funding so we can get into our own building. Yeah. Now, the board that you have, I'm sure you've got a very supportive group of people that are working with us. Talk a little bit about them. We've got a small board, uh-huh. and a lot of the people that we've got are people that really care about what we do. We've got attorneys and business people, retired people, um, and they've got a lot of different perspectives on – what we do, but they're all passionate about what we do in the community. Because it's like I mentioned, it's not just the food. We're, we're, we're trying to get people out of poverty and we've had some success with that. Uh, we also have a resale store that was shut down for several months from March until the middle of June. Sure. Because of COVID. COVID, but we're back open again. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that store was 36% of our income. So it was really like cutting off our blood supply when we had to close down the store. So we're glad to be having the freedom that we are right now. But as Claire said, we're going through a period of time where the numbers are coming up uh, locally more than what we've ever seen before. Of people that need. People Mm -hmm. need. uh, There's more COVID cases. We've Mm -hmm. got people that on a national basis, not so much here, that are going crazy with the different, uh, I call them riots because it's what it is. Mm -hmm. But it's still a matter of, respecting one another. It doesn't get complicated to me. It, it's really about, it starts with me and we've got to respect one another. And the more that we can do that, there is going to be more social justice. And I think that at a time that we're in right now, we've got to be looking at not just helping people, but how can we really help you? How can we get beyond just the food thing? How can we really help you? Because we've got people that are hurting from the inside out and just don't know what to do because they're, they may be living in very squalor conditions and they're in a trap and just can't get out. And so it's hard for us to get in there and get them out. It's not that easy with, with all this stuff going on right now. Sure. You, you really provide that glimmer of hope for, for folks. I mean, I grew up in that part of town, that, uh, that part of North Waco is kind of my old stomping grounds. And uh, I remember little grocery stores growing up that were in that area. And now there's, there's really not any talk about, you know, food deserts. And so your pantry is, is sort of providing that Yeah, we're resource. right in the middle of a food desert. Yeah, you really are. Yeah. And, and speaking of food deserts, I mean, we've got, uh, Baylor did a study a few years ago and found out that there's 50,000 people in Waco living in food desert areas. 50,000? 50, 50, That's like half the community living. And what it is is that those people don't have transportation to get mm-hmm. to the HEBs, Walmarts, right. whatever stores. And so what they wind up doing is, um, and, and I'm going to, I don't want to be crude by saying this, but we've got a lot of people that uh, are overweight or not in great shape. It's because they're eating junk food. They've been eating food from uh, the convenience store. That's close by. And so they're not eating the healthy food that we provide. Mm -hmm. Well, it it is a, it's a profound problem that uh, I'm so grateful that Shepherd's Heart 
food pantry has has sprung up to to help with that. And and of course, Bert Culgin Ford, what a great corporate member of the community. Um, you know, it's we've we've kind of gone through this period where our economy, you know, nobody really knows what's happening. Um, how, how has it been? How have have, have your has your business been affected? Uh, yeah, it's it's been crazy. Uh, so my birthday is actually the day Waco locked down. Uh, so I'll never for, uh, forget that because uh-huh. it's very you know a lot to reflect on. And uh, things got very quiet, and we started you know trying to figure out uh, how do we make sure because I do believe in the value of transportation and these folks that are doctors and firefighters and healthcare workers and even our grocery store folks they've got to get to and from work. So how are we going to meet those needs? How are we going to make sure they have transportation? And uh, we went into a kind of a period there to make sure that we were safely sanitizing vehicles, keeping our technicians safe, things like well, yeah, that. Well, yeah, just test driving and all those kinds of social distancing right. issues. Well, we, we started but, with kind of the service piece because that's yeah. where we thought our, right. our role would be. And then, um, interestingly, the stimulus uh, package and programs went through and our sales have really just rocketed off. So uh, what we were worried about at first is no longer our concern. You know, yeah. we're very blessed that folks have wanted to go ahead and buy vehicles. There's been lots of programs. So as far as our customers are, are concerned and our sales, our business has actually been very, you know, blessed and solid during this time. Um, it's I think our number one concern is just making sure we can do it safely uh, for, you know, that we're taking care of the health needs and those risks. But uh, I never would have predicted what's happened in the last couple <laughs> months. Uh, I never would have. I, I couldn't have guessed, but we just truly blessed to, in Waco's trust in us to you know, meet their vehicle needs. And uh, also we're grateful that we've been able to keep the shop running, keep cars moving in and out. And it's, uh, it's been very busy. So we'll, we'll take it. And, uh, but most importantly, we got to make sure we're being helpful and making sure we're fulfilling our role in the community. Well, that, and that's a good word. I'm glad to, I'm glad that's encouraging to hear that from you. And uh, you're located right there on uh, loop 340. And um, so if somebody wants to uh, come by, check out the vehicle, check out this Mustang, maybe buy a ticket, how, you know, so it's going to be out and about. You're going to have folks out driving oh, During the week, it's there all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. We actually have maybe about a person a day that comes by, and we're getting Good. a neat comment of, I'm here to see my Mustang. Just make sure you're taking care of it. <laughs> make sure it's so okay. We make sure, we, we tell them, yes, absolutely. We just washed it and wiped it down. It'll be here for you in October. And uh, everybody gets a, a good kick out of that. They're bringing friends with them to show them the car, and those friends have been buying tickets. And then uh, we had a, a pretty cool calendar scheduled for this summer of public events. Obviously, we're trying to adapt to that with Bob and his board. So we're going to uh, probably do more small scale events and uh, make sure we get board members and volunteers to take the vehicle out into the community uh, so that folks can see it, ask questions. And uh, like I said, maybe buy a raffle ticket, but also I think the primary opportunity is to share about Shepherd's Heart and their mission. Well, this that's weekend, great. we're going to be uh, showing the car. We'll be in the uh, Juneteenth parade. Mm hmm. Good. And then as we move forward in coming days, we'll have that car out in the community. Uh, I've been getting some sandwich boards made and uh, took a little bit longer than what I expected, but I'm supposed to have those today or tomorrow. And as soon as those are available, we'll be able to place that all over the community. And Good. So we, we're just going to keep moving that car. Yep. We've <laughs> had a, a lot of success on social media. That's how we chose to promote it this year. And uh, uh, I believe... 500,000 views on the, uh, you know, the promotional material out there. We plan to keep doing that this summer and just really, uh, it's it's kind of a fun glimmer in a time where there's a lot going on. Uh, We'll be showing it on, uh, promoting it on your alma mater, Channel 25. Mm -hmm. Good, yeah. Uh, We just made an agreement yesterday to use the the dot-com page Mm -hmm. to do some advertising. And so we're going to, I'm going to start with uh, some simple uh, ads to put in there, but then we're going to rotate that car in and out so that we can promote it there because there's quite a few people that look at that they tell me there's over a hundred thousand people 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the social media platforms are so very important. And uh, um, I'll tell you, you know, this is just such a a great event. It's something wonderful for the community to look forward to. Uh, Not an expensive price point, as you say, to to get involved, to uh, try your hand. And wouldn't it be great if one person who scraped together 25 bucks won that beautiful car? We're we're excited about that. I'll throw out the uh, website real quick. It's shepherdsheart.rraffle.org. Uh, you can also go to Burke Colson's Facebook page, and it's all over there, or our, our webpage, bk4.com. But uh, to buy the tickets, uh, shepherdsheart.rraffle.org. Okay, and you can just do it online. It'd be so simple. Thank you so much. We also have uh, the paper tickets up at the dealership. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people truly prefer that path, we're I happy to do that. And Bob's got them down at the food <laughs> and pantry. And I've got somebody that's going to come see me after we get out of here to good. buy some tickets. Oh, good, good. Well, it, th- this is great. I, I couldn't be I'm more delighted to have gotten to visit with you both today. Claire McDonald and, of course, Bob Gager with Shepherd's Heart. Bert Colton Ford for your automotive needs. That's where you need to head. And thank you so much for what you're doing in the community and all the best. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Yes, it's a pleasure to be with you guys today. Thank you so much. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. Breaking news. The world's premier superhero team, the Super Squad, has announced their retirement. Major world leaders are demanding a replacement team immediately to protect us from the threat of future supervillains. Due to a lack of response, we are having open tryouts. Superpowers not required. Teams interested in the position must sign up and complete the superhero identity test as well as its many challenges. Qualified teams must exhibit high levels of the following. Teamwork, adaptability, communication, intellect, and perseverance. Superhero Tryout is a massive citywide event blending the concepts of the amazing race with the elements of the escape room craze. Escape rooms place you in an immersive experience where you must work together in a group ranging from 2 to 10 players to escape the scenario or complete the task at hand in less than 60 minutes. When, you ask? Sunday, June 28th, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Where? 711 Washington Avenue, Waco, Texas, 76701, and locations around Waco to be announced. Adults, $40 per ticket. Kids, 7 to 12, $30 per ticket. Kids, 6 and under, are free. Teams can be as large or as small as you would like. It's recommended that your team be able to fit in one vehicle to truly work together in a collaborative effort. If your team is larger, make sure you can communicate often with teammates in different vehicles. Tickets are selling fast. Book as soon as possible because a sellout is expected. Assemble your team and register now. No cancellations or refunds. Booking can be transferred to another person if needed. Each participant will need to bring a valid ID. There will be a mixture of driving and walking portions of the game throughout the city. This is a family-friendly event. Families are encouraged to play together. All of the puzzles and places are kid-friendly. Each participant will be required to sign a waiver at registration. All players must present an ID at registration. Superhero Tryouts, City Escape 2020. For more information, call 254-294-7550. This has been a Rogue Media Network Podcast.